This is Small Business Conversations on PBN, brought to you by Profits Plus Solutions. Increasing your profits plus building your business for the future. We are Profits Plus. You can find us at ProfitsPlus.org. This is Small Business Conversations on PBN, the profitable business network. Now, the host of Small Business Conversations, principal of Profits Plus Solutions, here is Tom Shea. Good evening, everyone, and welcome to the March 11th, 2021 edition of Small Business Conversations. We are glad that you can join us this evening. We have a tradition that we started several years ago, and, and that is for the month of March, we celebrate SBDC Day. So welcome to everyone who's joining us. Uh, let me explain to everyone that we do record every episode of Small Business Conversations. And later this evening, it will be on the ProfitsPlus.org website where you can take in and download the MP3 into whatever device you listen to. And there will also be a link on our website where you can click and, and listen wherever your laptop or desktop is. Also, Small Business Conversations is available on a whole bunch of podcast services and will also be up there sometime later tonight, if you subscribe to Amazon Music, Anchor, Apple Podcast, Breaker, CastBox, Google Play, iHeartRadio, Listen Notes, Overcast, Pandora, Pocket Cast, Podbean, Radio Public, Spotify, Stitcher, Verbal, and everything that Apple makes and everything that Google makes, you can take and get it. So we always start with a piece of music to introduce our guest for the evening. Here's what we got. I need somebody, not just anybody. You know, I need someone. When I was younger, so much younger than today. So that piece. How appropriate when we look at what has gone on in the last year. And tonight, our guests are those people who are going to help us and have been helping us. But we always feel the urge to spend an hour to talk about this, what's available, the help that you can have out there, and suggesting people you need to go looking for these folks. There's a lot of great information and a lot of great folks who can help you with your business. So we bring in two guests tonight. From the state of Arkansas, we bring their director, Laura Fine. Laura, you're there with us? I am. Thanks so much, Tom. I'm happy to be here tonight. Well, I appreciate you giving me the time. I know you said you were sitting in the office tonight, and I appreciate that you are uh, staying late there in Little Rock and uh, being with us. And our second guest is, well, we're bringing in the big guns for this, President and CEO of America's SBDC, Mr. T. Rowe. T., you were there? I'm here. How you doing, Tom? Good to talk with you again. And you too, my friend. It's been several months. Uh, I would make a point to stay out of your way because I'm sure you are just, as all SBDC is across the United States, overwhelmed with the number of businesses out there that are addressing all kinds of concerns and, I would say, 
all kinds of opportunities that are there to be had because of the pandemic. You know, it's, it's folks, it's not always just solving problems. It's looking at things and going, what can I do with this? Uh, Laura, you, without identifying who these people are, you may know this TV commercial. Uh, we have here in our area a hotel that has for the last year played the same commercial over and over. It played long before the pandemic, and it said, you're going to be here. Come and use our hotel. We have a meeting room, and it looks like a typical hotel meeting room that would hold maybe 100 people. And if any of your people have to stay overnight, well, then by all means, you should take and uh, have them stay in our hotel. And by the way, you're going to love our morning breakfast buffet. And I thought, oh, gosh, are you so missing the message here or what? And just this last week, you know, brilliance hit them. They are now changing the hotel. And if you have a problem working from home, then why don't you come down here and rent one of our rooms, and we'll set it up like your office for you. You know, Get rid of the bed and the whole nine yards. So you know, as I see this, the pandemic creates challenges. And people at SBDC who can help us with the challenges. But we also have a lot of great creative people that can go, hmm, something's changed. What can I take and do differently going forward that I will, who knows, maybe that hotel will never be a hotel again. Maybe they'll, they'll turn themselves into being a, an office building. So as I brag on SBDC all across the United States and tell you that Next week, next Wednesday, March 17th, is SBDC Day. Um, let's start with asking T this question, because I'm just using an acronym, almost like a CPA does. T, what's SBDC? Well, SBDC uh, is Small Business Development Centers, and we are a nationwide network of actually 62 networks and nearly a thousand centers nationwide and by nationwide I mean we're almost like the British Empire the Sun doesn't just barely sets on SBDC's we stretch from um, the Pacific Islands the Marianas and American Samoa all the way to Maine and toss in the uh, Puerto Rico and the Virgin Islands as well a big ballpark yeah so now there are 62 but there's and, and you mentioned puerto rico and mm -hmm. american samoa okay right. I, the I district know there's of a third Columbia. one washington dc but that we're, we're past right. we're somewhere well over 50 where how do we get to 62 well, well we also there are five networks in california and four in texas so okay. that bounces us all the way up. Um, you know how Texas networks. and California are. <laughs> mm -hmm. uh, we have a network. State of Arkansas has one. We have Laura mm -hmm. as the head of the Arkansas one. But you also use in your material the word offices. So would you explain to people the difference as far as what a network is and what the offices are? Sure. For example, Tom, here in Arkansas, 
we have a statewide network of our offices. So we are headquartered. Uh, the lead center is here at the University of Arkansas at Little Rock. But we also uh, use other institutions of higher education as centers or offices throughout our state. So, um, you know, we're funded through a match. So the federal money that we get from SBA, our local host match that funding to have our program. So we have 10 universities in Arkansas. We're actually just now in the process of going from a network of seven universities to a network of 10 universities uh, that offer services. And some of those university-based centers have satellite offices in other communities just to make sure that we're reaching out to the entire state. So. Across the country, pretty much so, there's one almost within driving distance of everybody. Just about. Um, uh, like I said, there are nearly a thousand of them. And if you go to our, our website, our website is americasbdc.org, and there's a locator right there on the website. You'll find your SBDC. You can look them up by state or by zip code. And uh, yeah, with the exception of Alaska, you can pretty much drive to every place, uh, every SBDC you need to. Now, obviously, with the pandemic, uh, it's a lot more virtual. So every network and their individual centers usually are have their own web pages and you can look them up get the phone number and set up an appointment for counseling training whatever you need so the the first two letters of your acronym is SB stands for small business I, th I think in a appropriate question to ask you is, how do you define small business? Well, we define small business uh, the way the SBA does, and that's uh, a for-profit, independently owned and operated business. Uh, could be a startup, could be an existing business. Uh, as long as it's not over 500 employees or um, what the, the phrase they use is um, dominant in its field. Uh, so, for example, Ford Motor Corporation would be dominant. <laughs> um, we wouldn't help them, but um, I would say that's you know a good 98% of businesses in the United States are small businesses, and we're there to help them. As you use the word independent, word that we're very fond of, if I, as a business that sold products or services, if I owned one that was a franchise, can I still ask to talk to you? You oh, sure absolutely. can. Absolutely. Yep. Um, franchises, you know, McDonald's Corporation itself wouldn't be a small business, but a McDonald's franchisee certainly is. Well, I think from your description, we've got just about everyone who reads our newsletter and participates in this program each month. They, they all qualify. 
So is there any type of small business that you don't do not serve? Uh, they have to, you know, we, we don't serve businesses that are illegal. <laughs> oh, so, so the bookies need yes. to stand aside. <laughs> yeah, um, bookies and um, it's, a, it's a funny stretch, but uh, lobbyists don't count either. <laughs> Okay. And and actually the phrase SBA uses is businesses of a prurient Prurient. nature. Yeah, prurient. We'll just leave it at that. Okay. So even a person who was an accountant or an attorney? Right. Oh, yeah. Absolutely. And, and, Tom, we also, uh, over the past couple of years especially, we've seen a growth in the number of medical practices that we're helping with. Uh, They may be optometrists, a lot of dental practices, uh, physical therapy clinics, counseling centers, uh, long-term care facilities, so a lot of different uh, businesses in the medical industry. Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. Let's see how I can say this so I don't, uh, I don't know the person's name, but uh, I was in Fort Smith, Arkansas last week and stopped at uh, my favorite local place to eat lunch, George's Restaurant. Love George's. Social. Don't you love their food? I love George's. Yeah. And, and doing the social distancing, and there was a table coming open that was, would be for us that would seat six people. And a couple behind us, I said, would you like to come have the other end of the table? Because we want to help the restaurant turn the tables. You know, they've lost a lot of their capacity. Sat down. This was a doctor from Oklahoma. He was in a partnership. And the partnership, I don't know how many doctors, but he was walking out on his own. And he was coming to Fort Smith to call on doctors there. He is a specialty surgeon calling on doctors to hand out his card, say hello, tell him where to find him. And as we discussed during lunch, he was saying, you know, I've never been out on business on my own. And I said, gee, being a doctor doesn't make any guarantee. You're going to make lots of money. And I said, you know, here's a place you ought to give a call to. In Oklahoma, they've got this thing called SBDC. And I said, I'm sure they will match you up with somebody. And you think about it. Here's a very, very skilled, very educated person who's going out on his own for business, has no idea what to do about anything. You know, put an mm-hmm. office in a neighborhood where doctors generally are. It's kind of like just follow the crowd. And you go, well, right or wrong, you're following the crowd. The concern is the, the things they do wrong that you're doing it. So, yes, your example are of people who are in those type of professions. Of course, I'm not so sure I want to go to a CPA who comes to you for help in accounting, but, uh, <laughs> no, but what, one of the things we help them with a lot of times, uh, Tom, is just where are they going to locate? Let's look at who their target customer is. Let's help them analyze uh, the location. You know, do they need traffic counts so that they're visible? Uh, there's just a lot we can do with market research and, and GIS mapping to help with the location and just to help them do some target marketing. Okay, now I'm a big one on acronyms, so let me back you up a second. Tell us what GIS is. Oh, uh, Geographic Information Systems. So there's a, you know, we can 
just analyze different locations for where the business would be located. Uh, and folks, I would tell you, that's extremely va valuable uh, for someone who can see that and analyze it. Uh, again, from personal experience many years ago, the company that frequently distributes that what we unfortunately call junk mail on Thursdays to many of our post office boxes, has a lot of information. Uh, but my experience in working with them, they don't have anyone who knows how to read the information. Mm, you know, it's one yeah. thing to have it, but, but you want someone such as an SBDC person who says, I can take the numbers and help you make sense out of it and make a decision from this as to where do you go. So let me ask another question then. You're describing some leads that I give you the ball and that you run with a bit. What, should I say all, what all services are available through an SBDC? The, the core service that we offer is individual, confidential, tailored consulting. Uh, we're also going to do training programs and educational events. Uh, market research, we help with uh, commercialization of technology, specifically helping access early stage funding through the federal SBIR, STTR funding program. Okay. You want to go through those acronyms right quick? Sure. Small Business Innovation Research and Small Business Technology uh, Transfer. Okay. Uh, T, let me ask you this one since you cover the ballpark and you know all 62. Do all 62 networks offer all of the same things? Are they, in essence, like a franchise? Are they like clones of each other? No, not, not exactly, Tom. We, uh, the SPDC model uh, is based on a, an – they do assessments – of what's needed in their area. So, for example, um, Hawaii, the businesses there are going to have different needs than the businesses in Michigan. Uh, there's maybe a little more light manufacturing going on in Michigan and a lot more tourism going on in Hawaii. Uh, so they're going to do a needs assessment to to understand what their market is looking for. Now, that being said, there are some core services that, that we're going to provide at an SBDC. Marketing, um, financial assistance, access to capital is probably the single biggest common denominator at SBDCs. Uh, another thing, another area we're getting into and have been working on is cybersecurity because we've done a lot of work all across the nation on e-commerce, helping businesses get online, begin to sell online, and particularly in, during the pandemic, helping people to pivot with that. But there's a bad side to being online too, and that's phishing and, and other malware attacks and just generally what you need to do to protect both your business's information and your client's information. Good. Uh, let's see, we're right at 20 past the hour. We take a, a quick station break. Be right back, everybody. This 
is PBN, the Profitable Business Network from Profits Plus. And this is March 11th, 2021, Small Business Conversations brought to you by Profits Plus. We are celebrating a few days early, SBDC Day, and that's Small Business Development Center. And our guest tonight are Laura Fine, the Director for the State of Arkansas's SBDC, and T. Rowe, the President and CEO of America's SBDC. So as we talked in the first third of the program about things that are out there, for those who are just now hearing of SBDC, I'm going to ask the question they all want to know. How much? How much does any of this thing cost me? (laughs) That's your favorite four-letter word. Free. Well, that's a good word, unless I'm the business offering it. But so <laughs> now, am I correct though in understanding? Uh, there are times of I won't say of the year, but in times of other years, where there are events put on by various SBDCs at at the network level. There are things that occur that do have fees to them. Yeah, Tom, some examples of what those would be. Sure. Uh, usually, it's going to be something like a hands-on QuickBooks training uh, that we're charging for. Uh, maybe something that's a, a lengthier course, maybe a multi-week course on starting a business or growing a business. Um, you know, in many cases, you know, we have a, a, a partner, a private sector partner, maybe a utility company or uh, a, a bank that will come in and sponsor the training in order to make it free. But when there are charges, it's from what I see, and I do try to follow a lot of the SBDC networks by email and on Facebook, the prices that I see when something is there is extremely low yeah it's very nominal it's very reasonable in most cases we're not we're not trying to make money off of it but there may be some real cost that we're trying to cover you know following your example Laura uh, I have seen a state that's had a in-person net uh, event that deals with QuickBooks that's it's $25 and you know I have firsthand observed during the past year a client of an SBDC that discovered with the help of an SBDC counselor they weren't using the right version of QuickBooks that would best suit their business. <laughs> mm-hmm. The counselor, A, identified it, B, spent the time to help them convert from the one version to the other, and when this client was buying the new software, had some sort of arrangement through their network that, hey, you don't pay the regular price for QuickBooks. Here's the, shall we say, the deal that we have. And I look at that and think, this is amazing. You identify a problem. You create the solution. You don't tell them what a solution. You actually help them with the solution. And you get them a deal to get the software. And the only thing that this client paid was what QuickBooks charged for the discounted software. That's pretty amazing. Yeah, that Tom, that that's a great example. Um, we have been 
partners with Intuit for, oh, Lord, I don't know, must be close to 20 years now. Um, they have, they've been great friends to us, great friends to small business, providing an amazing service. And we're, you know, our network is proud to be probably their largest training outlet. Um, and you're absolutely right. We, you know, and that's one of the things SBDCs do is we'll, we'll identify tools for small businesses and make them avail, train them in it, and make it available to them uh, to help them along in their you know small business journey. Uh, we've worked with Google on their Get Your Business Online project, and uh, still partnering with them, and we continue to look for ways to help small business really take advantage of everything that's out there. I I notice quite a bit. Uh, I mean, I'm amazed at the vast variety of information and services that are there. Now, a question I would ask you is that since you've explained that the Funding comes through the SBA in partner with the the host institution, as Laura had explained, and as many counselors you have out there, and the additional help that you are having right now during the uh, pandemic. The two point question: one, how do you keep track of all these people? And the second point is, so how do you know at some point, you know, how, how do you keep track of? Where are we succeeding here? Oh, wow. Well, <laughs> you know, it, it, and it's interesting because, yeah, I know you introduced me as CEO of America's SPDCs, but I'm, I'm, I really work for them. <laughs> and uh, the way we keep track is real simple. They tell me when things work, and they tell me when things don't work, and then I work with them to fix it. Um, yeah, Tom, I, I say we're we're kind of like baseball in the SBDC. We track everything, uh, yeah. so we're we're all using you know customer relationship management systems to track mm-hmm. all of this information. Uh, so when our clients get access to capital, we're tracking that. When they start a new business, we're tracking that. Uh, and then the client has to attribute that impact that they've gotten to the services provided by the SBDC. So that's really one of the things that makes us unique as a service provider is that all of our client reported data is attributable to us. Sounds like a lot of tracking and a lot of, a lot of work that you, you are engaged in. Um, Laura, in kind of specialties do you have? Uh, market research is probably one of our, our real strengths here in the state of Arkansas. Um, we just have a wealth of information. We subscribe to um, a lot of information with industry trends, forecast outlooks, and technological developments. So when we're working with a client, the consultant can put in a research request um, for whatever that business is, and we can help them you know, look at 
industry benchmarks to make sure that they're going to be competitive in the marketplace. Um, just to help them identify their target customer and really dig deep into uh, the demographic lifestyles of those customers uh, just to help them develop marketing strategies. Uh, another um, real strong point of ours is helping people that are trying to um, do proof of concept, fund their innovative uh, their new innovative business, a lot of the research that's coming out of universities when they do spin-out companies, uh, they're looking for funding, and there's just not a lot of funding available for them. Uh, so we have had a lot of success in helping these businesses access funding uh, through the federal government um, called the Small Business Innovation Research or Small Business Technology Transfer Program. So each of the federal agencies, such as NIS, um, I mean, NSF, NIH, USDA, they set aside a portion of those dollars for research. And so businesses okay, can apply for that. Now you're doing those acronyms. That. Are those all government organizations? Yes, government. Yeah, National Institutes of Health, U.S. Department of Agriculture. Uh, but all of those federal agencies have money set aside uh, for research. So we can apply for, help clients apply for that funding. Uh, to get that money, and you know, we definitely want to get that into all of our states. I want to get it into Arkansas, uh, just to help those companies be able to commercialize that, commercialize their research. Sounds get, like a lot of coordination of a lot of different governments' parts. <laughs> um, no, it's not that bad. <laughs> it just there's just a lot of acronyms involved. <laughs> Yes. Do you have a dictionary of just all the acronyms to, to look stuff up? <laughs> you know, we used to. Uh, we'll probably have to update that because we're hiring some new people, so we need them to understand all of our acronyms. Okay. Well, folks, we have reached the bottom of the hour. Our guest for the March 2021 program is America's SBDC. Uh, I like to think that they are perhaps some of America's best-kept secret. And our reasoning every year for inviting SBC here to be a part of the program is to say there's some wonderful help out there. Uh, for those who have known me for 20-some-odd years, as I see people out there who work among small business, there's a lot of folks out there who I refer to as the stuff sellers and the help vultures. Uh, and I, I cringe for people. I, I remember working in a western state at one point and a small business owner who told the sad story of a business had died, a second business, and it was in trouble. And I was called and asked to participate in the conversation. And the sad part was the owner of this small business mentioned one of the help vultures and said, well, I've been with this person for years, and I'm now in the golden inner circle. And I said, how much does this cost you? And it was $900 a month. And I said, let me ask you a question. You've been with this person for years. A business has failed. You have a new business. It's failing, and you're still with the same person. Do you think maybe that this is not the right person? And I go, why, please? Tell me, why are you not talking to the SBDC? You know, they don't have something to sell. 
They have highly qualified individuals. And when you speak with someone and they, I help you to identify situations, it's like, okay, let me get you to the right specialist. Let me get the right person to help you. So think about that a moment. We're going to take our even, afternoon, evening break here to let Laura and T uh, take a quick water. We'll be right back. And this song, yes, very, very appropriate for tonight's guest. You'll never know how much I really love you. You'll never know how much I really care. Listen, do you want to know a secret? Do you promise not to tell? Whoa, whoa closer. Let me whisper in. When I hear that song, um, yeah, to me, SBDC, that's, that's the secret. And it's like, folks, really, save your money on some of these things and call SBDC. You go to the website, Americas, A-M-E-R-I-C-A-S, S-B-D-C dot org, and you put in your information. Here's where I'm located, and here's where you go find the network that's closest to you, and when you go to their particular website, you find the help that you're going to need. So to either of you who wants to take the first shot at it, here's my question. We as small business owners, not sure what hit us last year, what all has happened, what's happening now, but from the perspective of SBDC, what's different with you in the last year? Well, well, let me start out by saying that I have never spent this much time this close to my Nordic track without getting on it. <laughs> but <laughs> uh, no, seriously, you know, we've had the we've had the pivot as as have our clients, our small business clients, uh, to accommodate uh, you know the social distancing and. Uh, the closure of of offices and businesses all around the country, uh, and and SBDCs, you know, we were we we were already moving to how do we do more online because it it's it's helps our clients. Uh, we do like the you know the hands on and visiting folks, but you know when you're advising people in Wyoming, you can't always be driving four hours to visit a client. 
it burns up a lot of your day. Um, so, yeah, we've gone we've gone virtual. We've shifted to doing tons of webinars, and I would say, interestingly enough, our productivity has increased dramatically. Uh, at the same time, I think it's put a lot of strain on our folks because we've had so many people to help. Uh, Laura, I mean, what's your experience been? Yeah, I, I mean, I agree with T, and I, I just really want to take a moment, Tom, and, and give a shout out to the SBDC uh, team across the nation because they have uh, just worked tirelessly for this past year. Uh, because they're all passionate about serving small businesses and helping them be successful. So uh, when our clients are having trouble and experiencing the challenges that they have this past year, we just all want to jump in and help. So kudos to, to the team across the nation. Um, you know, here in Arkansas, we've hired uh, a lot of um, additional people to help us out. Uh, most of these are just contractors. Uh, but we are so fortunate, and, and I know my, my you know, colleagues across the nation are seeing this too, but uh, we're bringing in HR specialists, uh, accountants, uh, people that can help with branding and uh, the shift to e-commerce, uh, but just some amazing talent that we've been able to access because they want to join us uh, in our mission to help these businesses survive and thrive. Uh, there's been a lot of change. I think you are seeing a lot of businesses suddenly decide, I better get, make sure I've got a social presence. Uh, that brings me to one. I, I know, I'm not sure, sure she was the first one. I'll give her credit at this point. Uh, T, you can tell me. Uh, credit goes to uh, Lisa Shimcat and the Iowa <laughs> SBDC with their right. Shop Iowa program. Right. And yeah, I know they, Jill Klein in Wyoming has started one. Mm -hmm. Yeah, and that's something that's been been um, picking up steam because working with, uh, I, I think they've been working with Shopify or Etsy, but with platforms like that, but really developing a local online Main Street, I guess is a good way to put it to help small business break through you know the the mass that is the internet you know it's so hard to get noticed just in live life and then you've got to get noticed online uh, and we have done a lot of work uh, one of our partners is Facebook and uh, so we've worked with them on how to build your business presence on Facebook and search engine optimization and, and other uh, tricks at building your online presence and and it's it's been a it's been an amazing trip for all of us to help small businesses along and get them from you know, not sitting there frozen going, what am I going to do to, okay, now I'm doing this, and holy cow, the whole world is my client, not just whomever happens to be coming by. 
does the does this website such as Shop Iowa and Shop Wyoming are businesses individually now putting products on this website? So is this along the lines of a business who itself has not had a website? It's like now I'm a part of one and it's identified by my by my state? Is that the concept? Uh, yeah, I mean, I, Tom, if a, if a business really can't on its own go out and do its own e-commerce site, uh, state sites like Shop Iowa, Shop Wyoming, uh, gives them a platform in which to sell their products. So, T, are there other states that have uh, a shop format? Have you um, heard of? Oh, boy, I'm not sure right now, Tom. Um, I, besides uh, Wyoming and Iowa, I believe it's been well just adopted that. Boy, I. I I'm sorry, I, yeah. I can't recall off the top of my head, but um. I just know I know that you know people give a lot of credit to Lisa, and I you know lift her up at, the, at this point oh, yeah. because um, I, I've had people when we've talked about who's going to come on for SBDC Day, and someone said, "Oh, who's who was there last?" And I said, "Well, it was Lisa," and I got a couple of uh, I don't want to follow Lisa. <laughs> 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 Thanks, yeah, Tom. She's... <laughs> <laughs> no, she's no. she's done a Laura, great job. And... Laura is a brave Arkansan. That's why I picked on Laura. Brave Arkansan. They'll take Arky, The Arkies will take on anything. So k- kudos to my to my home state of Arkansas. And I I did. I was at one of your offices uh, yesterday visiting at, at Arkansas Tech University. Laura, here's. One I do want I want you to hit on. Um, I, I told you I was over at ATU, Arkansas Tech mm-hmm. University, yesterday, and was waiting to visit with the dean of business school. And uh, I picked up this magazine, Venture Magazine, mm-hmm. and while I initially picked it up just to oh let's just look here something to kill time with. I opened up and immediately see your picture, and I go, oh, I know who this is. Let's hear what she has to say. I was extremely impressed by your writing. It oh, well, was a thank great you. article. All right, and, and I, w- I don't want to read it to people. I would like you to give people the essence of it. But it's, it was titled, Successful Business Owners Have Qualities in Common. And you named six qualities. Now, as a fellow writer, I know it's tough when someone puts you on the spot with a, <laughs> so name the sick. Let me tell you, if, if necessary, I can help you because I have the article in my hand at the moment. But I would like if you would take a few, minute, few minutes and, and go through. So what were these six qualities that you noticed? And, and I, in asking people to listen, I'm saying, you know, here's a woman who has talked to lots and lots and lots of businesses highly qualified to p- produce a I would say, synopsis of what's that common thread they are doing. And with the intent of asking Laura to share it, we would each, as small business owners, use this as a little checklist and going, so how am I doing? Am I doing this? Or am I even paying attention to it? So Laura, let me just turn it to you. 
start anywhere you want with the six. If you get lost on the numbers of them, I'll bail you out and turn you back, turn you loose again. Sure. Well, you're you're going to have to help me out a little bit, Tom. Um, I just moved back into my office, and I wrote that article almost a year. Uh, I wrote that article a year ago, so uh, I know one of them was decision making. Um, and I really think that, that is, that's tough for any leader, but something that they have to be willing to do is just to make the hard decisions uh, that come along with business ownership, be that about hiring an employee, firing them, how to market their business, how much money do they want to pay somebody, uh, just faced with so many decisions. Where are they going to locate their business? So they have to be willing to make the decisions. The other thing is be a lifelong learner, and I, this past year has certainly taught us that we all still have a lot to learn. Uh, things are constantly changing in the world of business, how you sell your product, how you reach your customer. Uh, so we, we just all have to continue to, to read and to learn and to participate in webinars. So uh, I remember those two. Can you help me out? Okay. Resilient. Resilience. Well, I mean, that's what COVID-19, everybody has had to look at resilience. Um, some businesses didn't survive this past year. Uh, and, and then don't even think that's completely all their fault. You know, um, some businesses were more prepared than others to weather the storm, and some businesses are still hanging on, you know, trying to make sure that they can be resilient and make it through this crisis. Yeah, it, it was very saddening to watch the first 90 days of the um, pandemic and seeing the number of businesses that uh, just went away. I mean, I remember several yeah. in your town who said, we've been in business X number of years, and when we can, when we are allowed to reopen, we're going to quit. And you're just like, oh my gosh! I mean, there's someone who had nice high double-digit years of being there, and I heard lots of things on Facebook where they, oh no, that's my favorite place to go eat, or that's my favorite place to shop. Mm-hmm. And yeah, it, I, it hurts to it, see them. Go. Even some businesses that, that survived, I think, for, for some owners that were nearing retirement anyway, uh, they looked at the option of selling. How about another point you made? They're innovative. Mm, yeah. Um, you know, we've, we've just seen businesses, um, an example of one client that we have here in Arkansas, they manufacture baseball equipment. Uh, well, baseball kind of came to a standstill last year. So they decided, hey, you know, we're not seeing where uh, anyone's making masks for athletes that would really work well for athletes. So they pivoted. They started making masks for athletes. And then they started manufacturing equipment for pickleball. Uh, pickleball's really oh, taken off. And uh, so uh, to me, that's innovative. You know, they look and they see what are the needs in the marketplace and how can I meet those needs. It's, um, it, it is. It's, it's being unique in the sense that I saw a quote the other day, and I've lost who it was. It was a military quote, and the essence was, the gentleman said, retreating 
Hell no, we're not retreating. We're just going to attack in a different direction. Yep. And I look at that and go, yeah, okay, that's being innovating. That's a, we're going to approach this from a different direction, but we're still going to be here. Um, let's see, realistic. Realistic. Um, you know, especially with startups, you know, we see people who um, they think everybody's their customer. They think that people are going to buy their products in mass immediately. Uh, and you know, the, really the role of the SBDC consultant is, is to help businesses decide, is this business idea feasible? Is this something I can make money with? And, and unfortunately, sometimes it, it's just not it's not going to work at this time. Maybe they just need to retreat, um, do some more work on it, raise some more capital. Um, so, but they, they, you do have to be realistic uh, about your business, how much debt you can take on as a business. Um, so just having a reality check every now and then, and that's when it's really good to go talk to your SBDC consultant because you can really bounce things off of them. Uh, they can help you take a hard look at your financial statements or your marketing strategy and just help you make realistic decisions for your business moving forward. And um, your last item was experienced. Right. I mean, one of the first things that we ask somebody when they want to start a business and they tell us their idea, it's like, do you have any experience in that industry? Um, and, you know, it's amazing how many people who've never worked in food service want to start a restaurant. Um, so we just encourage them, you know, go get some industry experience, uh, go work for a restaurant for a while, um, you know, try to take on different roles in that particular business so that you can learn all aspects of it uh, and then come back to us. And we've actually had a, a few clients who do that. Yes, I, I hear that story a lot of times. Oh, I didn't know you had to look at this. I didn't know you have to consider this. And it's like you do have to ask someone, what research did you actually do? <laughs> You know, and some of us, unfortunately, have, have not done enough. And it's like you've got to have that firsthand experience. You've got to know what it's like. If you're mm -hmm. going to own your small business, for many of them, it's, there are no such things as ours. You have to eat, learn to eat, sleep, and drink it. we got one more station break for the evening, and then we're going to come back and finish up with T and Laura before we uh, call the evening over. We'll be right back. Don't go away. This is Small Business Conversations on PBN, the Profitable Business Network. So Tom Shea here, our guest, Laura Fine, State Director of the Arkansas SBDC, and T. Rowe, the President of America's SBDC. And we're here talking, oh, we're not really celebrating, I'm sorry, I didn't, didn't bring out any of the snacks tonight for everybody. Uh, so celebrating for SBDC Day is, uh, is going to be next, next Wednesday. Um, so as we look at what, uh, what the president's signing today, uh, what are you seeing coming up that a business owner who's going to read tomorrow morning's paper or go online tonight or watch the late night news or something, 
are, are there any particular things that you would tell them with what President Biden is signing today that uh, they need to be looking at? Well, I, I, Tom, I think there are a couple of things. First off, you know, there's a big program coming in, uh, grants for restaurants. And they, I would say that the hospitality industry obviously is probably the hardest, one of the hardest hit in the, in the nation. And uh, there'll be a, I believe it's $10 billion, and I'm probably underselling it, grant program for small restaurants. And that's, those will be grants up to, I believe, $10 million. So for restaurant owners, the, the, the thing I would recommend to all of them is sit down, figure out your, um, take a look at your financials now, your financials in the, year be, in the previous year before the pandemic. Uh, sit down with your SBDC. Call your S, local SBDC up and say, hey, I'm, I'm going to be getting ready to, you know, I'm, I want to get ready to apply for this grant. What do I need to do? What am I going to need to get together? Now, Obviously, the president just signed the bill, so then the SBA's got to work on on putting all the things together. Um, yeah, that was $25 billion, not $10 billion. Um, but uh, it will, I think now is the time for the, the restaurants to start getting their stuff together because the SBDC will be able to guide them in making sure they've got the documentation they're going to need to show, okay, this is how much my business has lost in the last year. And that's really what the grant is for, to make up that difference in revenue, I guess is the best way to put it. Uh, another program that will be opening up shortly is the Shuttered Venue Operator Grant Program. And that's for music venues, theaters, um, uh, theaters, concert places, music halls, so. concert halls, etc. Yeah, I don't know why I'm blanking on that. Will uh, convention centers apply if someone owns a, a meeting place? Um, you know, yeah, I, I believe they are eligible, and I, I think that businesses that are involved in um, – in events, uh, in working with in venues, I, so I think it's it's not just the venue itself, but I think a lot of the businesses that are related to it will be eligible. Um, there's going to be ten billion dollars put into the state uh, small business capital initiatives. Um, so these are going to be state-based programs to fund small businesses. The states will have a variety of ways they can use that money, either in direct loans or equity investments in small businesses. Uh, and, uh, well, let's see, what's the other? There's... Um, Also going to be some 
increased funding in the EIDL loan program, uh, the Economic Injury Disaster Loan Program at SBA, another $15 billion to provide $10,000 grants through that program, uh, and they'll be expanding the Paycheck Protection Program uh, to include um, internet publishing organizations um, and, and some other businesses beyond the folks who are already there. Now, I, w I would tell any of your listeners, right now the deadline for PPP is the end of March. And from what I understand, that means the loan has to be funded by the end of March. So really, this is not the time to procrastinate. I understand Congress is working to extend that deadline, um, but I wouldn't ever, you know, bank on that. I would get organized, get your stuff together, and go get a second draw PPP loan if you, or a first draw if you haven't already gotten one, uh, and make sure that you get the support your your business and your employees need to carry through. Okay. Yeah. Laura, last question we're going to save for you. <laughs> As we wrap up this evening, we want to thank you and T for both taking your, your evening, perhaps a chance where you could have sat down and rested a little, and now here's Shay calling and asking you to sit down and talk <laughs> on the phone for another hour. What, in looking at where we are right now, world-wise, business-wise, pandemic-wise, what would you say to people as guidelines for, whether it's adapting, it's changing, like the hotel I mentioned earlier or something, what's a general comment you're going to make to people about beings, what they need to be so that they're going to be here to join us in conversation, owning the same profitable business when we celebrate SBDC Day in March of 2022. What do you got for us? Uh, well, Tom, I think that everybody just has to be open uh, to change. Um, you know, looking at what's next for their business. Uh, you know, when I look at our SBDC, we're not the same SBDC that we were 12 months ago. Uh, we're, we're a much different organization, and we're better for what we've been through. So I think businesses have an opportunity to look and see, you know, how can we do this differently? What can we do better? Um, what big things do we need to change? I mean, I uh, uh, saw a news article of a business uh, here in Arkansas recently that they started out as a coffee shop, and now they're a cigar shop. Uh, because during the pandemic they couldn't get people coming out to, to buy coffee. So uh, that was a big change that they made, but they wanted to stay in business uh, and continue to earn money, so they, they made a big change. So I think just being open to the possibilities of what you can do differently and just seek out assistance. I mean, this is what we are here for at the SBDC, so contact your local SBDC, make an appointment, uh, sit down and talk with somebody about your business. We're here to help. And in helping folks, getting to them, the SBDC, is extremely easy. All you got to type in is America's 
A-M-E-R-I-C-A-S-S-B-D-C.org. And they've got a tool there that when you say, here's where I'm located, it's going to get you to the right network, whether it's your state office or like Texas or California who have multiples, it's going to get you to the office nearest. You're going to go online. You're going to give it your information about you and say, I want some help in getting to the right advisor, and here's what I'm looking for. And I would say to everybody at any time, pandemic or not, meet an SBDC advisor if things are going great guns for you, like those of you who are in the bicycle industry and those of you who are, in the, for the most part, in the fabric and sewing business and for those of you who are in the liquor business who have had a, you know, a great, great year, <laughs> you still want to talk to this person so that when you've got a decision to make, you've got somebody there who already knows you, has talked to you about your business in normal times, has been perhaps if the opportunity avails itself, to have seen your business, and you can say, here's my situation. It's like a doctor. You don't wait to go to a doctor till you're sick. You get checkups, and you make sure things are going well for you. And that's my comments for tonight. That's our for tonight. T. Rowe, President of America's SBDC, thank you for joining us from Virginia. Thank you, Tom, for having me. Thank you. Always a pleasure. Laura Fine, State Director for Arkansas, thank you for staying in the office tonight and being with us. We appreciate you. I appreciate you, Tom. Thanks so much. And and when things start to open up, I'm going to have to head your way, and we're going to have to meet in person. We can meet over at ATU, or you can come up. There you go. We'll be glad to host you. Everyone, thanks for joining us tonight. With that, we'll, we'll say good evening. See you next month. Bye. It has been our pleasure to share fresh ideas and trends from premier small business owners, coaches, and resources. Join Tom Shea and guests next month right here on Small Business Conversations from Profits Plus Solutions. This is PBN, the Profitable Business Network. Visit our website to learn more about us at ProfitsPlus.org. There, you will find our catalog of small business conversations, articles and advisories, news, meeting planners, calculators, and resources. Also, we invite you to connect with Profits Plus Solutions on our various social media channels. Please like or connect with us on Facebook, LinkedIn, SlideShare, Twitter, and YouTube. We have links to all our social media channels on our homepage at ProfitsPlus.org. Thank you for joining us.